Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, register for an upcoming event, or support the Christian Life ministry through our online giving portal. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message. Thank you once again for listening. Today, I'm going to do a little faith healing. I'm going to do a little faith healing today. No, I'm not Oral Roberts. No, I'm not Benny Hinn. But I'm going to do a little faith healing today. I feel like faith healing needs to be in this house today. I feel it in the name of the Lord. So today, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to teach a little. I might preach a little. But I'm going to do some faith healing today. I'm I'm going to call what I'm doing today a move, just a move of faith. A move of faith. We talk about moves of God. We talk about moves of the Holy Spirit. We talk about, I want to talk about a move of faith today. I want your faith to move in the proper channels, in the right direction. This is a wonderful week for me. It really, really is a wonderful week. 20, uh, when I was 20 years old, 43 years ago this week, I preached my first message. First message. It was something that I didn't even think about this far down the road. I just tried to get past the next sermon. I just tried to get enough for the day, for the next time. But 43 years ago, I preached in a little old church in West Texas, Level Land, where I was raised. <laughs> there, were, uh, there were probably 30 people in the attendance that evening. And I had something, I was fired up for somebody to receive the Lord that night. And uh, I told the Lord if nobody got saved, nobody got the Holy Ghost that night, he didn't have to worry about me preaching anymore. I was done. I didn't want to just be a preacher when nothing happened. I wanted to be a preacher when things happened. When I got through preaching, when I looked out there in the audience, there people were saved longer than I had lived that I was preaching to. And when I got through preaching that, that night, nobody, of course, nobody was there for the Lord, nobody. They just said, help him, Lord, help him. God bless him. God bless little old Rexy, Lord. We love him. God bless him. So I went back and I knelt down and I went to cry and I'd been crying all day anyhow. I'd been crying all day. And I went back and I knelt down. About the time I knelt down, the back door opened. Church was just about over. And a woman and her daughter came in. They walked down and said, would y'all mind praying for us? We need God tonight. And I jumped up. I heard a voice, I jumped up. I was embarrassed because I told the Lord, I'm done, I'm one and done. And I jumped up and came into the altar. She had a gun in her purse. The woman was going to go take her life that night if God didn't do something, and guess what he did? He did something, he saved her, he filled her with the Holy Ghost, he filled her daughter. And the Lord spoke to me as clearly as he's ever spoken. I don't know if he's ever had to talk again to me like he did that night. He said, listen, son, I didn't call you to save people. I called you to preach the gospel. I'll do the saving. You leave the saving to me and you just preach. Yes, sir. That's the Lord. 
So for 43 years, we've had this thing going. <laughs> he asked me to preach the gospel, and I do the best I can, and then I just leave it in his hands. And boy, what hands I leave it in. He's got great hands. He's got great hands. I want to speak on the move of faith today, Matthew chapter 17. It's very familiar with the scripture that I read the night I preached my first sermon. And Jesus rebuked the demon. This is when he came off the Mount of Transfiguration. There was a man there with a son who was demon-possessed. And it came out of him, and the child was cured from that hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, they didn't want to be embarrassed publicly, we could not cast it out. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, everybody say mountain, Everybody say mustard seed, mustard seed. and a mountain. That's, bigger, that's a bigger discrepancy than a BB in a boxcar. A mustard seed and a mountain. Massive difference. But you can say to that mountain, move from here to there. And it will be moved. And nothing will be impossible for you. I want you to say nothing, nothing. will be impossible, impossible. for me. Say it, nothing will be impossible for me. Amen, amen. I'm going to do a little faith healing today. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Good to have Brother Mitch and Sister Brandy home. Let's give him a hand clap. Good to have him home. They went and, they went and literally ran a conference this week up in uh, Louisville. We're glad to have them back home today in the house of the Lord. Report right quickly on Pastor Fender. He's home. Pastor Fender is home. He is, uh, he is home, and uh, he call, he's called me a couple of times. He's just a dear, dear friend. He's called me a couple of times, and he said that uh, he has not had any pain, but he's not on morphine. But when you talk to him, he don't even know who he is nor where he's at. So I can, I can, you know, analytically discern that. I don't have to have the Holy Ghost that he might be on something he don't know what he's on. And so, but he sends his love. He said, thanks for all the prayers. He is on the mend. And uh, uh, his therapist the other day called him walking uh, to the bathroom in his home. His therapist called him walking to the bathroom in his home without, a, without crutches. And he was holding on to things. And she rebuked him and put him back in bed. And uh, he said... He said, the Lord told me I'd go to the bathroom without crutches. <laughs> she said, well, he's not here right now, and I am. Get your crutches. <laughs> In the book of Revelation, Jesus basically tells John, who is stranded on an isle of Patmos, he said, John, I want to tell you something. I am the final word. There is no word like mine. He introduces himself to John as Alpha, which is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and Omega, which is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And I am all in between. He is saying, not only am I first, but John, I am last. And I am the final word. I am the A of your life. And I am the Z of your life. Or as one boy said it well in college a long time ago, he said, when it's all said and done, 
it will be all said and done. Jesus is basically telling John, no matter what your circumstances are, I am the final word. I am the final destiny. And I am the final direction of your life. I have, John, the last word. One man said it best. Jesus said it. That settles it. I believe it. Not one dot, not one comma, not one thing will be moved from the word till everything is accomplished that God wants accomplished in your life. King Tut's tomb was opened a few years ago and there were great artifacts that were toured all over the world and a sealed box was found in his tomb. Smithsonian Institute wanted to open it and the Egyptian officials would not allow it. Finally, after years of debate and begging, the box was opened and it contained seeds, both corn seeds and grain seeds that were 3,800 years old. It was decided the seeds should be planted, and when they were, they produced the strong and healthy grains of wheat and the powerful stalks of corn, better than had ever been grown. Listen to me. God's Word is just as powerful today as when it was written, and it still produces results today. Solomon said the end of a thing is better than the beginning. If Jesus was great at his birth, then he will be greater at the end of all things. If his words were powerful enough to start your journey, they are strong enough to complete your walk. A prophet stated in the Old Testament, do not remove the ancient landmarks. He did not say landmarks. He said ancient landmarks. A preacher friend of mine one time owned some land and he saw some men working by his house in the country one day and he went up to them and they were with the government and they were measuring his friend's property next door to his. And they were looking for a landmark, but they realized that the landmark was set by a particular star. And so they would be working into the night and told my pastor friend that they wanted to find that particular landmark as stated by the star. So he stayed outside and he watched them work. And when the stars came out that night, they set their instruments to that particular star and brought it to a position and within minutes located the ancient landmark that they could not find by digging here and there. The preacher told me personally, he said, I just sighed and said, Thy word, O Lord is forever settled in heaven. The word of God is an ancient landmark that one needs to not throw away. Want to become a Christian? You need to read the red letters of this Bible. Want to overcome? You need to read the red letters of this Bible. You want victory in your situation? You need to read the red letters in this Bible. Jesus' words never fail. Jesus' words will be with you forever and ever. Because he never, 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 never will fail you. Amen? Back years ago when I was a WWF fan, don't throw a, don't throw a songbook at me. I realized when I was 50 it was fake. I'm teasing. 
But back when I was a WWF fan, they had what they called the Battle Royal. I used to love Battle Royals. Twelve men in the ring. The last one standing was the winner. And Jesus said to John, there's a lot of things in the end time that are trying to stand up in your life. Darkness is here. Death is here. Crisis has come. Confusion comes. Calamities come. Sickness comes. Sorrows. Satan, the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet. All these things are going to come into your life. And John, I want to tell you, when the last man is standing, you look in the ring and it's going to be me. It does not matter how dark your day has been. It doesn't matter what your crisis or confusion is about. It doesn't matter what sicknesses you hold today or what sorrows you have or how much Satan has come after you. When the last bell rings, the one standing in the ring is going to be Jesus Christ because he said, I am your Alpha. I am your Omega. And when it's all said and done, I'll be the last one standing and you can count on that. Say amen to that. Amen. 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 I tell you, there's a lot of difference in my preaching today and 43 years ago because when I would say something like that, I'd be running all over this place. But now, I just think I'll walk. In October of 1998, there was an edition of the Baltimore Sun that came out. It's an old paper now, of course, 15 years ago. But it came out about Mount McKinley, the highest mountain in North America. And there were some people who, have claim, who claimed that they had climbed that mountain. But what they, what they did, they fabricated the story because the mountain is over 20,000 feet high. And they talked about putting a flag at 18,500 feet. And so what they said, in essence, is that we didn't make it to the top. In essence, they said we lied about the fact that we climbed the mountain. Because climbing mountains are hard to climb. I read about a man in 2001, May 24th of 2001, the first blind man to ever climb Mount Everest. I think it's one of the greatest things, one of the greatest feats you could ever talk about in your life. And I know that's not an Olympic sport, but boy, he ought to be recognized at the Olympics sometime in his life because he climbed Mount Everest blind as a blind man, 29,000 plus feet. Mountains are not easy to climb. That's why mountains have come to symbolize hardships and they've come to symbolize difficulties of life and they've come to symbolize the things that we just can't get there. Now Marvin Gaye did tell Tammy Terrell and in a song, ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from you. But evidently Marvin Gaye never climbed that mountain. Amen. Mountains have long represented problems that need to be solved. They have long represented obstacles to be overcome. They have long represented crosses that need to be carried. They've long represented burdens that need to be borne. They've long represented tri- troubles that need to be triumphed over and difficulties that need to be dealt with. Mountains are problems. Death is a mountain. Sickness is a mountain. Troubles are mountains. Hardships are mountains. Unpaid bills at the end of the month are mountains. Rebellious children are mountains. Alcoholic friends are mountains. Crack addicted loved ones are mountains. Scott Peck in his book called The Road Less Travel says life is simply a problem. Life is full of problems. And the truth of the matter is life is filled with mountains. But Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. (laughs) 
You can say to the mountain, move from here to there. And it will obey you. I'm 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 going to be a faith healer here today. You with me? The first thing I want to tell you is that faith can change your inner landscape. Faith may not always change the outer circumstances of life, but it always changes the inner landscapes of life. It may not change what you're looking at, but it changes the power that you have on the inside to accomplish what you think you could not do in life. The Bible said without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm telling you, God does not operate on pity. He does not operate with your tears. He does not operate because you're down and out. He does not operate because you're crying out to him. He operates on one currency. It's called faith in God. And you don't have to have a whole lot. You just have to have faith the size of a mustard seed. I'm talking about faith healing today. And frankly, it makes all the difference. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, faith is the assurance. Everybody say, assurance of things hoped for. And the conviction of things not seen. Say, conviction. It's not always what's on the outside that matters. That really makes a difference is what's on the inside. When I was a little kid, I read the book of Hannibal. They had a cartoon book. I didn't read the book. I read the book, the cleft note version. And Hannibal was a great African leader that took his men on a quest to go into Italy. And he did something that was very unique because those people over there thought that they were protected because between them and Hannibal were some huge Alps, mountains that were impassable. But Hannibal came with something besides normal crossing over mountain type animals. He brought elephants. Hannibal brought elephants. And when he got those men to the bottom of the Alps looking over the ridge of those mountains, he stood in front of them because they were afraid. Because many of them were in upheaval. There was a mutiny. They wanted to go home. They did not want to climb those Alps and go over those Alps. And I'll never forget, and I've kept it in my mind for a long, long time. Because Hannibal stood in front of them, and as a great leader, he said, Forward march. We see no Alps. We see no mountains. I want you to understand that when faith gets in your heart, as a leader of this church, I want to tell you to start marching. It does not matter what mountain is in your way. It does not matter what situation is before you. The inner landscape is greater than the outer circumstance. The inner landscape is greater than the outer circumstance. The inner landscape is greater than the outer circumstance. It's time you get out of the pity of your life and get out of the party in your life of saying, God helps everybody else but me. Get some faith in your life. Get some hope in your life. Get some trust in your life and watch God take you over any mountain in your life. He'll do it. He'll do it. I'm faith healing today. 
Forward march. I don't see that problem. Forward march. What obstacle? Forward march. I don't see that hardship any longer. Forward march. I don't see that cancer. Tommy Hill's in house today. Tommy's in the house today. Tommy's in the house. 45 chemo treatments, and he's in the house today. The doctor said, Tommy, we're not giving you any more. Your cancer's in remission. Amen. You just keep walking. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. And Tommy's got a smile on his face today. And Tommy loves God today. It does not matter what hardships in front of you, the inner landscape that faith puts in your soul is greater than the outer circumstance that comes into your life. It's easy to say amen on Sunday morning, but it's tough to walk it because we walk by faith and not by sight, Paul said. So when you face this on Monday, don't forget what you heard on Sunday because I'm faith healing today. Faith can change your inner landscape. And if the inner landscape has been changed, it doesn't matter what is on the outer horizon. See, faith is our inward sense that makes our outward vision clear. Or a poem I read a long time ago, fear knocked at the door, faith answered, and nobody was there. So what I'm telling you is that the first point I want to drive home, say it with me, the inner landscape is changed when faith comes. Amen? 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 Point number two. I'm very Methodist today. I'm making points. <laughs> Second thing I want to preach. Faith can create new possibilities. Wow, wow, wow. I may not get off this point. I may go crazy on this point. Faith can create new possibilities. Everybody say faith, faith. can create faith. New, new possibilities. See, Matthew is, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Matthew's not the only gospel that writes about this. Mark writes about this, and Luke writes about this. I want you to go to Luke now with me. We talked from Luke on Wednesday night, but I'm just kind of continuing the saga. Go to Luke with me here. Here's, here's the continuing thing I want to tell you. And he said, and the apostle said, the Lord, increase our faith. Same story. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, same mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, and he's not even talking about a mountain now, but it's the same M, mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots. When you pull a sycamore tree up by the roots, you're uprooting the most powerful tree in all of Israel. Are you with me? It's got a root system like nothing else in Israel. So when he said, you can say to the mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Not only are you going to say, get up from where you're rooted in, but I want to plant you in the sea? <laughs> Come on. Is that outlandish or what? What Jesus is saying, he's saying when this faith gets a hold of you, it creates brand new possibilities. It's not just that mountain I'm talking about now. It's a mulberry tree that's got root system that's so deep you can't do it by yourself. But when you have faith, you can say to it, be removed and cast in the sea. And if you doubt it not, it will happen in your life. Woo, hallelujah. Well, I'm going to preach now. 
I'm going to preach now. Some of y'all are saying, Pastor, I've heard better from you. Well, stay with me. I'm faith healing today. I'm faith healing today. It's sometimes helpful to compare one verse with another. We talked about a mountain in Matthew. He talked about a mulberry tree in Luke. What he's saying is, kids, I'm trying to share something with you. That mountains are not the only thing that you have to get rid of in your life. There are things that are rooted in your system, my lands. There are some things that are rooted way down that need to be dug up. Things like strife. Woo. Things like bitterness that has a root system. Things like hatred and envy and jealousy. All those things get rooted and grounded in our own spirit. But if you have faith, there's brand new possibilities that can come into your life. You can say to that mulberry tree, be removed and cast in the sea. In other words, be buried, be buried in the sea. And if you doubt it not, it will happen in your life. What I'm trying to say is that God wants to take care of some outer situations in Matthew. He wants to take care of some inner situations in Luke. Because faith operates on both sides, outwardly and inwardly. And God wants some new possibilities coming out of your soul and out of your spirit. Because he gave it to us, a new possibility can happen when you have faith. Now, I'm going to get a little wild here right now. I'm going to get a little wild. Faith enlarges options. If I remember my mathematics correctly, and I majored in it, when you have an equation and you change one variable in the equation, you change the outcome of the whole equation. When God is factored into the equation of your life by faith, then the whole outcome of your life is going to change. Hmm. God's grace can move through anything. Okay, I told you I was going to get wild. I was raised very poor. I was raised with, with nothing, absolutely nothing. We, we had beans and ham hock and taters, and, and, and it, was, it was cornbread. And, and that's the reason I got in this eating habit that messes me up even today. Don't take me to a sushi bar. Please don't take me there. Please don't take me there. I don't eat sushi, understand? But you can take me to Hoover's and give me all the cornbread I want, and I'll be happy as I can be because I love Hoover's. I love soul food. Don't take me to a sushi bar. Eat all the sushi you want, but give me some old-fashioned cornbread and beans, and that's what I love. But I, I remember Daddy. I remember Daddy when we didn't have anything. When we didn't have anything, he would walk out of the house, and our car was the only thing that kept us from going to church, and the car wouldn't be running. We didn't have three cars. We had one. And many times it was not running properly. And I've seen my dad say, Lord, you know I've worked all day. He would, he, would, he would line it up with God. I've worked all day, God, and I, I, this whole car, Lord, is running low on gas, and, and it's, it's missing, and i got to get the plugs changed, and I know, God, when I get time, and Daddy wasn't a, he wasn't a procrastinator, he'd lay hands on the hood of that car and say, Lord, here's what I want. I want my kids in church tonight. I want my family in church tonight. And God, if you can heal a car, heal a carburetor, heal some plugs, whatever you need to heal, heal it, God, and I'll get it fixed tomorrow. I promise. And that car would start. We'd go to church. I never remember a dead battery keeping us home from church. I never remember a dead carburetor keeping us home from church. 
I never remember when the gas tank was over empty, it always had just enough. You talking about a woman with a cruise of oil in her house? My daddy always had enough gas to get us to the house of God. Here's what I want to tell you. There's enough faith in you right now to move from where you are to where you want to be. You just got to lay hands on yourself. You got to lay hands on that thing and say in the name of the Lord, I'm getting it out of my life. I'm getting it out of here. I'm moving that mountain because God is for me. Amen. 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 I've seen my daddy walk out. He was a sharecropper. He'd walk out in the yard. He'd walk out in the yard. He said, now, God, I got 40 lands of 40 acres of dry land over here, and I'm, I'm plowing 560 of irrigated soil over here. Lord, we need a rain. You're talking about Honey, the rainmaker. Wendell was the rainmaker. He said, Lord, I need some rain. Send some rain, Lord. Give us some rain. And if, I, if, I'm not stand, if I'm standing here today, the clouds would come. It would rain. And my daddy many times said, Lord, that's enough. Believe it if you want to. Don't have to believe if you don't want to. That's what I was raised with. I'm faith healing here today. Because we've got too many conveniences that help us in life. And sometimes we don't have to have faith in God. We've got a pill to help us over that mountain. We've got a situation to help us through that bitterness and pain and hurt on the inside. We've got a lot of things to help us externally and internally. But I'm telling you, there's nothing like faith in God. There's nothing like the power of God working in your life. And I'm telling you, I'm faith healing you today. I'm saying, God, heal our faith. I'm saying, God, heal our faith. I'm saying, God, heal our faith. Because nothing happens outside of faith in your life. Nothing happens outside of faith. God, I need a job. So we think we know the right people. We think we go to the right place and we say, well, I got I to have a job. So I know Joe. Joe's going to with the job. I know Jim. I know Jim. And I know Tim. And I know, I know Bob. And I know Rex. And I, I know people. They're going to help me get a job. Let me tell you something. Who help you get a job? God help you get a job. God help you get a job. I'm trying to faith heal you today. I'm trying to heal your faith today. Because sometimes we can, can count on people and people will fail us. We can count on systems and systems will fail us. But there's one that will never fail you. There's one that will never fail you. And he opens up brand new possibilities for you. Because he wants you to understand he can do all things. There is nothing he cannot do. Amen. What a God he is. What a God he is. He is a faithful God. See, faith is about enlarging possibilities and creating new possibilities. A problem is a problem so long as there is no solution. But there is a hint of a possibility of a solution. You don't have the same problem. God wants you to see that he's hinting to you today. I am your fixer. I am your helper. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Because he is the author of another possibility. Before creation there was nothing. But God created another possibility and called creation into being. For Israel and Egypt there was no hope. But God created another possibility. And parted the Red Sea and set the children of Israel free. Mary the mother of Jesus was a virgin. And having never known a man could not conceive. But God created another possibility. And Jesus was conceived and born. Jesus died on a cross. But God created another possibility. And raised him to new life. 
the providences of God means that there is a creative and saving possibility in every situation. I'm telling you, God wants to heal your faith today. He wants to heal your faith today. Amen. I'm done. Conclusion. Here we go. Third point. Everybody say, God, enlarge my faith. Let it change my landscape. Let it create new possibilities in me. And above all, faith connects us to the God of the mountains. Wow. In the Old Testament, according to the writer in the book of Habakkuk, where God's work was accomplished was at two mountains called Sinai and Paran. And the ground surrounding that was called Teman. And the Bible said that Habakkuk prayed a prayer of renewal. And he said, God, revive thy works in the midst of the years. And in the midst of the years, make known your mercy. And the Bible said God came, watch this now, from Teman. He came from Sinai and Paran to answer a prayer of a man. He healed Habakkuk's faith. But he came from the mountain to heal his faith. He's frequently revealed in mountaintops. Isaac was sacrificed by, say, by, from sacrifice by an angel of God at Mount Moriah where the Lord provided. Moses met God on the mount called Sinai. The prophet Isaiah envisioned a rule of God with these words. There will no hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Jesus was transfigured on a mountain. Calvary is a mountain. Yes, the God of the Bible is a mountain God. The Hebrews call God El Shaddai, which means he's the God of the mountain. My God can make a mountain. My God can move a mountain because my God is a mountain God. Faith will connect you to the God of the mountain. And when your life is connected and your life is touched by the mountain God, it becomes a part of the greater whole because mountains can be moved by a God that created and made the mountains. So what I'm saying today is this. I'm faith healing. No, you thought I was going to come and lay hands on you. No, no. I'm preaching something to heal your faith here today. I want your faith to be healed today. Very simple stuff. You see, sometimes we make a molehill into a mountain. But it does not matter how small the problem or how large the problem. God operates by one currency. He operates on faith. And when you have faith in God and when you trust in God and when you believe in God, all things are possible to them that believe. Would you clap your hands and rejoice in that? Because that's the fact. I don't know if any of you ever saw or read the book Roots by Alex Haley. But there was a lead player named Kunta Kinte who came and was a slave that never accepted slavery. He would not accept it. I love people that when hell try to put you in slavery, you won't accept it. I love people when hell tries to put you in lockdown, you won't accept it. And I love Kunta Kinte's story because it's a true story and 
the beautiful part of it is that one day he and his wife had a little girl. You remember her name? Little Kizzy one day was taken by her daddy out to a high little hill. And he held that baby up and he looked at the stars and he said, the only thing that is greater than you is that. And he pointed to the stars and to the God of heaven. Mm. Let me preach a little bit right now. The only thing greater than you in this life is not your problem. It's not the thing that wants to chain you. It's not the thing that wants to hold you captive. It's not the thing that wants to bind your life, both outer and inner. The only thing greater than you are is the God of heaven that is on your side. That is for you. That is with you. That will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But he'll go with you all the way, even to the end of the world. And I want to hold you up right now and say, look at it, kids. Look at it, saints. Look at it. There's nothing greater in this world than the God of heaven. He's the only thing that you are under. So I come to you in the name of the Lord. It's time to get out of some of the things that's holding you down. It's time to toss away some things that's binding your life and start looking up and say the only thing that I am submitted to in this life is the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not let bondage hold me down. I will come out of this situation. I will be delivered from this dilemma. I will not let this hold me under. I will be delivered. I will be set free. I will be set free. I will be set free. Because faith can change your inner landscape. It can create new possibilities. But above all, it connects you to the God of the mountain. Woo, Lord. Many of you have issues that hell says you'll never get out from under. It will hold you hostage, it will hold you captive. It will hold you prisoner. It will hold you bound until Jesus comes. But I've come to heal your faith today. I've come to heal your faith today. Because faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of the Lord. And I want to hold you up today. I want to lift you. Some of you I couldn't, but some of you I could. I want to lift you up today and say, look, child, look, child. The only thing that's greater than you in this life is God. Nothing is greater than what God cannot deliver you out of and set you free from. I am preaching a faith healing message today. So on that, on that quest, on that quest, I stand here today as your pastor and just tell you simply, you got something out there? You got something in here. You got a mountain. You got a mulberry bush. You got something that needs to be moved. You got something that needs to be uprooted. What do you have? What's holding you? Is it an outer prison? 
Is it an inner prison? Is it one with natural bars? Is it one with no bars? What is holding you captive today? I declare in the name of the Lord that faith, hallelujah, connects you to the God of the mountain. He wants to bless you right here, right now. Bow your heads all over the house. I feel the Holy Ghost in the place right now to talk to you. Saint of God, listen to me. There comes days, there comes times in everyone's life, in everyone's life, that you just have to understand that this thing is bigger than you, it's mightier than you are, and you've lived with it for too long, and it has absolutely become a way of life for you. You've, you've almost got a Stockholm Syndrome reaction to it. You've almost fallen in love with the thing that's held you captive for so long. But it's time for you to be released today. It's time for you to come out from under some things today and say in the name of the Lord, my faith is going to be enlarged today. I want a move of faith in my life. I want a move of faith in my heart. I want a move of faith in my family. I want a move of faith on my job. I want a move of faith. I've got what it takes to move mountains. I've got what it takes to uproot mulberry bushes. I've got what it takes to move outside forms and inside in enemies. I've got what it takes, but I'm telling you, I need to meet the God of the mountain today. I want him to know that I'm tired of living the way that I'm living. And I want to be set free from some things. I want to be delivered from some stuff. I want to be set free from some things because pastor has preached a faith healing message to me and to my life today. I want to be set free. In Jesus' name. Now stand to your feet all over the house and raise your hands to the Lord and believe God is going to do some things for you right now. Come on, God's going to do some things. He's going to do some things for you right now. Raise your hands all over the house. Raise your hands all over the house. Amen. Amen. Now here's what I want to happen today. We've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time. Here's what I want to happen today. I want people, I want people that have external mountains or internal mountains rooted problems in your life. I want people that have things out here or things in here. God address both of them today. I want people that have external situations or internal situations to walk this aisle right now and say, God, I want to have my faith healed today. I don't want to be bondaged and captive by anything. I may have to suffer some things in life, but I don't want to be held captive any longer. I'm not going to be held bondaged anymore. I'm not going to be in prison. I'm not going to be slave to something that wants to dictate my life. I'm not going to be held any longer. I am going to be set free by the power and the grace of God. I'm going to be set free from things that hold me down. I'm going to be set free from things that bother me. I'm going to be set free from things that hinder my life. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.